It's Thursday, so we are previewing week seven here on Locked On ACC. We've got so much to cover. Let me tell you, I, for one, feel like this is going to be a great week. It might be show and prove for a couple teams. For others, we might be just trying to figure out how do we get by? How do we survive yet another weekend where everyone is counting us out and we have to redeem ourselves? So much good content today. We've got Tyler Aki from Locked On Syracuse here to join. I know he's got a big one coming up Friday, so of course we'll hear from him about that. But man, got to get locked in, right? <laughs> no pun intended, but you guys have got to get locked in on week seven here from Locked on ACC. Here we go. You are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for making Locked On ACC your first listen each and every day. I've got my co-host Thursday in the building, Tyler Aki from Locked On Syracuse. He is joining me. And Tyler, I just hope that you're ready for tomorrow. I feel like some goodness is coming for you. I've been I've been hoping for you all week. I was on a podcast yesterday. This is a young man from Syracuse. Uh, he's a student. He asked me to come on and talk Syracuse Clemson. So I'm oh, just feeling very like, cool. Right. You're making the rounds right now. I saw yesterday <laughs> you were giving out uh, beer chugging clinics as well. To Listen. Places and I mean, good on you because I, I can't even chug water. Like I've, I've got this cup right here. I can't I can't do water. So I might need some pointers from you. You know, I hate to say that my time at Carolina was anything less than extraordinary, but there are moments where I could, if I could have back, you know, things that I was taught and chugging beer would be one of them. I can't help but be an expert in this category now. Like, I've had too many experiences where I just, we've had some keg relays, right? I had to, you know, really be, and my other part of that is I'm super competitive. So it doesn't matter what it go. is. That'll do it. Yep. I have to be the best at it. And clearly chugging beer has gotten me like 20 more followers in one day. So I'm thinking that which, maybe locked up ACC, I should do that. coach do you think can chug a beer the fastest? Oh, that's – are we talking football? Football, yeah. Let's go football. Okay. Talking football, I'm feeling like it's Jeff Halfley. I was going to say Halfley. Yep. <laughs> Halfley or Doran, it would be close. But Doran, Ooh, Doran's more, a good one. He seems like more of like a, a whiskey guy, maybe slow. He wants to say, yeah. uh, but I think Halfley has would to be, be one, one of the Northeast coaches. It's not going to be one of the, <laughs> the Southern coaches. It'll be one of the Northeast. So Narduzzi, Babers, Halfley. Yeah. And I would, yeah, I would go with Halfley. I think Norvell also probably has a side to him that we have not yet seen, but he wants to win a little more before he like brings that out of his yeah. like solo cup energy. But yeah, for sure. That's hilarious. But yes, I've been making my rounds and I've been talking about AC putting us on, talking about Locked On Podcast Network. Great opportunities here. We have some good sport action happening this weekend. I want to get right into that Friday night matchup at 7 p.m. Syracuse is taking on Clemson and they are looking for their first big win, big conference win to me. And I think this is going to mm -hmm. come this weekend for them. Really? You, yeah. You're, you're calling the upset. Okay. I think so. I'm I'm kind of scared for this <laughs> because of the Clemson defense. Okay. And you can look at whatever you want with this Clemson team. The defense has been outstanding. I saw a great stat from David Hale from ESPN who said that five teams this season are allowing less than one point per drive. You got Georgia, Cincy, Iowa, San Diego State. Three of those four teams are ranked in the top four right now and are a combined 22-0, and 0, and Clemson's the other one. So defensively, they're holding up their end of, of being a national championship contender. It's the offense that is literally in like the bottom 15-20 of the, the country right now, 
And I mean, they're hanging out with the Yukons and the old Dominions of the world. And that's the problem yeah. right now with Clemson. But I'm just worried because the offense is going to pop off at one point this year. And I'm scared <laughs> that don't coming let it off, be my game. <laughs> right. But I'm scared that coming off of a bye, I mean, yeah. this is a, a game that the last couple of years, Syracuse has played Clemson close for the most part, pretty much since 2017 when they beat them. They've hung around with them. They've only won once, but little brother punched up a couple times. And that, to me, Dabo out of a bye. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want to get embarrassed by uh, this lowly Syracuse program. Yeah. So that's what worries me is that is Dabo going to treat this not like his college football playoffs since they're not going to get in, but is he going to treat this game like it's a little bit bigger than some of the others down the road? I mean, they absolutely still have an opportunity to be ACC champions, that's for sure. But if you're talking about quarterback play, right, Schrader and DJ are not that far off. Like, the numbers right now currently, they are pretty evenly matched. Now, I think what Syracuse has going for them is Sean Tucker. Like, I think that man is going to have to have a day, and he certainly can do that. And what whether or not you know Clemson defense can stop him, swarm him up in the backfield, those that's kind of things that they're going to have to do you know, in order to ensure that they win. But DJ, to me, still, every single week, I feel like I say, he's either going to have a breakout game or he's going to keep this up. <laughs> I mean, we're going to we're gonna be on this show. I mean, it's going to be week 13, and we're going to be saying, like, all right, we're, we're, here's the breakout game. for It hasn't come yet, and I don't yeah. know when it is going to come. It, it may never show up this yeah. season. But it, it, you have to be frustrated if you're a Clemson fan, if that's the way that this entire season is going to play out. You just keep on waiting. And the receivers haven't helped him out a whole heck of a lot either. I mean, yeah. they've got the 81st worst drop rate in the, the country right now. They're dropping about 8.5% of the passes that are thrown yeah. their way. That, yeah. that is really frustrating. And listen, DJ's missed his plenty of share of throws sure. as well, but it's frustrating if you're a Clemson fan. And we've talked about DJ staying behind during games, staying till one o'clock in the morning, going over things that he's missed. And now that he's had this bye week, I'm sure he's gotten plenty of sleep. He's well rested. He's going to use his newfound offense and they're going to figure it out. Right. I think that's, it's going to be great, great, or it's going to be crappy. We're going to, it remains to be seen, but hopefully they'll figure it out in some capacity because I, just for Clemson's sake, I think their team needs a good, strong win because before last year we were seeing dominant performances. Maybe this is going to be the week they have a dominant one, but maybe Dino finally figures out the play calling. He and Gilbert get it together. You know, there's so many questions we can answer, but that was that one. Right, so we got Friday action, but then you go to Saturday, and let's talk about uh, NC State and Boston College, since we're going to remain here in the Atlantic Division. NC State, can we talk about them and how they are in their own on their own path to being Atlantic Division champions? And they have to do, come up against Boston College after coming off a of bye week. Can Boston College just ruffle some feathers here? They're playing in Boston College. I think playing in Boston, do you think this is going to be one of those games where NC State kind of keeps rolling, shows that they are a different team than years past, or Boston College plays uh, spoiler? I'm really intrigued by this matchup. In fact, I think the whole weekend of games, uh, again, we've kind of said it before, but it's not the marquee matchups that mm -hmm. you, you talk about in college football each week, but they're good games within the yeah. conference. I feel like pretty, because it's a, another thin slate this week because of buys, but right. it's another slate of, okay, these teams match up really well with each other across the board, and that's what's going to be fun this weekend. And these are two teams that are very similar in NC State and Boston College. NC yeah. State is great on uh, third downs. So is BC, and that's both offensively and defensively. 
So it's going to be one of those something's got to give moments between these two teams. Right. You've got disciplined teams. You've got BC, who is a really strong defensive team. So is NC State. Both of these teams, I think, pride themselves on their defense a little bit more than their offenses so far this season. Where I see this game being decided is special teams. I looked at the S&P Plus rankings that Bill Connolly puts out every single week on ESPN. And both of these teams were pretty, like, I think they were separated by three or so spots. BC's offense is much better than NC State's defense, or than NC State's offense. NC State's defense is much better than Boston College's offense. But the big stark difference was special teams. BC is sixth in the country, whereas NC State ranks all the way down at 93rd. And a game where scoring is probably going to be at some sort of a premium, I'd imagine. Special teams, a missed kick here or there, some hidden yards on, on kickoff returns and punt returns. That stuff matters in this game. And I think that could ultimately determine the winner. NC State misses kicks? I didn't I didn't know that. I've never heard of that. Three times, I believe, they did against Clemson. But no, they are going to have to have a hell of a day because I think Coach Halfley is a well. And it's an outdoors uh, game, too. Like, yeah. These outdoor games. I mean, <laughs> the elements. The, it's, the elements. it's one thing to play outdoors in, in North Carolina. It's another thing to play in the Northeast in mid-October. I mean, you right. start to get some of those gray Big Ten days going on, and, and anything <laughs> goes. The, the variance of outcomes begins to, to shine itself. Absolutely agree here. I think that ultimately, though, for NC State, again, can you step up when it matters? And can you figure out that you are you can't be like the team everyone just depends on you to stink it up at some point? Like, can you turn that curve? Can you make sure that you keep the ball rolling? And some other teams I want to talk about, can they keep the ball rolling and make sure that they stay true to their road to trying to be the best in this conference? But first, I'm going to talk here a minute about Sweat Block, the anti-perspirant wipes that are currently currently number one in Amazon antiperspirant category. So did you guys know that when it comes to antiperspirant and you want to wear what you want with your little secret to confidence, this is a must have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation, a hot date, you can simply benefit because it's dry shirt guaranteed and it makes sure it can last up to seven days after just one use. I know this sounds good to be true, but I literally have only had to use sweat block once or twice a week though I'm probably doing a little bit more. I'm a little bit uh, conscious when it comes to hygiene. It keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking shirts based on one, what will hide the sweat better. When I'm covering these games, I have to make sure that these long hikes between parking decks to the stadiums that I am good to go, and Sweat Block ensures that. But if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweat Block. Get it today or for 20% off at sweatblock.com. You can use promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon and CVS. All right, folks, we are back with Tyler Aki, and we are talking through some of these great matchups here in Week 7. We are previewing them for you, and I want to jump to one of your favorites, Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech. Yes. So Kenny Pickett is coming to let everybody know, keep putting everybody on notice that he is the best quarterback, not only in the Coastal, but arguably in the entire conference. He is facing a good Virginia Tech team who is feeling butthurt about losing to Notre Dame. And I feel like the energy now is saying, okay, who really wants it when it comes to me, when it comes to the Coastal? These are the critical games that you want to win. Because when it comes down to these last couple weeks, it really won't matter. And I think it's going to be more of a done deal than people think. But these middle yeah. of the... You know, middle of the week or these middle midweek of the season games are the ones that are going to add up towards the end. What are your thoughts about Pittsburgh and playing Virginia Tech going into this game? 
Well, you, you brought up Kenny Pickett and how he's one of the best in the, the conference. I actually think he's one of the best in the entire country, so much mm. so that I laid a little wager down with our friends on betonline.ag for him okay. to win the Heisman. I think I got him at like 40 to 1 right now. Nice. For a guy who's putting up the numbers that he's putting up right now, that to me feels like supreme value. And there's still a lot of season left to play. Again, he's going to have to win the ACC if he wants to be considered. But you start to get into the territory of, hey, he can get to New York. Anything kind of goes at that point. So if he has a one-loss season with a pit team that wins the, the ACC, there's a chance that he could be the winner of it. And, I mean, he's putting up these crazy numbers. He's got the 19-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio right now. That is stuff that will certainly put you in the conversation. And... Of all these matchups, and we've got one more to talk about with Miami and UNC, but with all these matchups that we've got this week, it feels like all the teams are very similar. Mm -hmm. This is one where the teams are actually different. Right. It's like a, this could not be more oil and water right here. <laughs> with, with the Virginia Tech, the defensive-minded team, not going to scare you offensively, and Pitt has the best offense scoring-wise in the entire country. They're putting up 52 points a game. Like that's unheard of stuff right. for a team this this deep into the season. So I'm looking at can Pitt really let it rip against this VT team? Because you could put them away in the first quarter. If you march out there, you get yourself 14 to 21 points in that first quarter, it's probably a wrap. Because yeah. I don't think Virginia Tech's gonna be able to to muck it up enough to score. With, with this pit team, the yeah. offense is just too good, and I don't think it's going to matter necessarily what Pitt brings defensively. Yeah, I think Trey Turner is one of the excellent receivers here in this conference. But you know, when it comes to Burmeister, I want to know: Can you play your game? Don't try and do too much. Don't try and have a shootout with Kenny Pickett right. because I don't think it's going to go in your favor. No. Can you be the guy with the great wheels who's able to disrupt this defense? Whose pitch defense hasn't necessarily been what we're used to seeing, you know, a Coach Narduzzi team be. But I think that Burmeister has the wheels to make people get nervous and kind of extend plays when he can. So can you do that throughout, you know, four quarters? Because that's going to be what <laughs> – Virginia Tech needs from you. Do not try and use your arm and play hero ball because you're going to find yourself sorely disappointed when it's all said and done. Right. It, it kind of reminds me of like the, the Einstein quote, like if, if you, or maybe it's Mark Twain, I can't remember. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like, if you make a fish, try to climb a tree, it's going to think it's stupid. It's entire life. Right. Like yeah. Braxton Burmeister has to play his game. In fact, whichever team plays their game in this contest is going to win because again, Pitt's not going to win. A, Pitt's going to really struggle if it's a defensive battle. And right. Virginia Tech's going to struggle if it turns into a shootout. So right. whatever, whatever gives here is going to really determine the outcome, in my opinion. But one thing with Pitt is that defensively, they are a little vulnerable. So they have the ninth best yeah. red zone defense in the entire country. But a big reason be, for that is because they have a high explosive play rate as well. So mm -hmm. you can get beat outside the red zone. You can right. beat this pit defense that way. Braxton Burmeister is probably going to have to have one or two home run plays in this game if they're going to win. And I just don't know if he has that in him. 
Yeah, I 100% agree. And of course, this is actually one where I can 100% agree here. But I would like to know my percentage of where I'm going to believe you in this next game. As you had brought it up, Miami and UNC. This was one of the games that we assumed we were going to be talking about all year. Circle it on the calendar. We just knew they were going to be the top two in the Coastal. It was going to come down to this. Like, who is going to really step up, right? We had hyped them up all preseason. Sam Howell, Derek King. The matchup is going to be insane. And yet, here we are where Derek King is done for the season. Sam Howell is out of, of Heisman contention. And both teams are just vying for maybe an opportunity, still have life because that's the Coastal, at winning their division. We'll love to know your thoughts here about this matchup just in general and like how maybe disappointing it has been. And then who could potentially even kind of make some noise and come out on top? Well, did you see Dear King's tweet this week? Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> we could talk about it. Let's, Let's talk about it. Okay. Because we have to talk about it. <laughs> we have to. Um, I'm wondering if Manny Diaz lost the locker room after yeah. some of those comments because yeah. it, it was already treading that way. And this may have been the straw that broke the camel's back here because Derek King, it's by all intents and purposes, it seems like he is beloved in that locker room, right? right. I mean, he got the NIL deals and what did he do? He split it up with all of his teammates. Yeah. Like that's the sign of a leader. That's the sign of a great teammate right there. Sure. And someone who thinks about more than just himself. And when that's your quarterback, that's a good thing. And then when Manny Diaz comes out and says that De'Ara King opted for season-ending surgery here, which implies that he could have maybe played and, and chose not to play essentially to protect his future and all that stuff instead of looking out for what the team could do maybe down the road. And then you've got De'Ara King coming out, quote-tweeting that and saying, opted, question mark, made it seem like this wasn't Spicy. a choice. I had to get this surgery or, or else. So yeah. – Okay, but let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Because my thing is, son, you came into the season already injured coming off of that knee, right? Mm -hmm. You already were down bad. So is it Manny Diaz looking out for you, genuinely looking out for your future, or is he deciding to move on? And that's that's just the life and the nature of this beast, right? We all know mm -hmm. that it gets to business real quick when you're not available for us. What were you going to add by staying if you can't be your best self? Like if you can't even give me 85 at this point, I'm and I'm trying to look out for you, your your future. You say you want to play in this league, you want to be like a Russell. Wilson type, a short man who can still have one hell of an arm. Like maybe I'm trying to look out for what's best for you, or maybe I'm trying to look out what's best for myself and not have you kind of come in and make a fool. I won't say make a fool of yourself, but struggle, struggle so yeah. badly that it's not effective for anybody. Right. Right. So I'm not, I'm not sure. No, but I, I get that sense. I, I just kind of interpreted it a different way that Pierre yeah. King knows he cannot go out there and play. And that is why he's on the shelf. Whereas Manny Diaz, it kind of made it seem like when he addressed it by using the word opted um, instead of Derek King has to have season ending surgery by using the word opted, it makes it seem like Derek King chose this path. He could have maybe went out there and played, but he's mm. going to do this instead. That's the way I interpreted it at least. Okay. We got some verb verbiage uh, interpretations <laughs> going on, but no, I feel that. I totally feel that. But yeah, back to talking about the game in general, not having him. It's, it's huge. Like it's a big yeah. energy shifter. It's your leader going. I mean, the man's 24 years old, right? He's right. been a part of this for a good minute. And now you're looking to your next quarterback and you're trying to figure out Manny Diaz, when are you going to, you know, pack up? Your, is he packing up the stuff now? Does he have boxes sent? Is Home Depot, is he taking trips to Home Depot as he's trying he to finish the season? Out front. No, <laughs> I, I, I just don't. 
I, I was reading into it a little bit more and looking at some some comments from Miami fans too. It just seems like yes, the fan base wants him out, but financially, can the university do it? Mm. Because that buyout's there. And I mean, that that's the big key thing whenever you're discussing a coach getting fired is buyouts. Can the university, especially coming out of a, a pandemic where revenue is way down, can they afford to spend a ton of money to get this guy out of town? I don't, I don't know. Is the Miami? Who are you willing base, to bring in? Right, Who exactly. Is- what, what is the trade-off here? Like, can you go yeah. get a James Franklin? Would a guy like James Franklin even want the job? Too. I mean, Fair. he's got a good thing going up at Penn State. Could he choose to go to USC? Because if you're going to restore traditional power, why not? Try it in a place like USC. I don't yeah. know. There, there's so many different factors that go into this. I don't think he'd be fired in season. End of the year, maybe you have that conversation. But this is a huge, huge test for Tyler Van Dyke as well. First mm-hmm. road start for him going up against a really good offense. I, I think that he'll be able to get his offensively. But what is getting his for Tyler Van Dyke? <laughs> like he, he was all right against Virginia. That's not that great of a defense. This is a little bit of a step up in class. You know, hold that thought because he ain't exactly talking about world class defense over here either. I just, just hold this, hold this. I got, I got to I got to I got to take a break. I want to hold this thought because I want to kind of talk about Carolina's coaching staff as well. There's so much to unpack here. Who knew this was going to be the show? But anyway, it, with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your cha- local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait for the person behind the counter to order parts on their computer. And they're only going to choose the brands their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto, the family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you need. Go to explore their easy-to-use page today and the solution for your auto part needs. I'm telling you, rockauto.com. Go there right now. See all parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need please visit rockauto.com and after you've got your car in order make sure that you are headed to your next destination and that's to win some big games as we're in week seven and pet online is trying to get you right for the year it's your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season new updated site and interface even more odds probably and contests head to the website use your mobile device or sign up today for a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on to receive your bonus bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports bet online is where the game starts all right so we're wrapping up the show here with tyler aki and i didn't mean to cut him off but we had to get spicy when it comes to talking about miami you know they have some coaching woes, sure, but so do the heels that they face this weekend. Tyler Van Dyke is going to be up against a defense that can't stop the run, a defense that misses assignments like it's their day job, and oh yeah, they cannot tackle. So let's—I mean, Charles Rambo, if you're trying to have a day, sir, this is your weekend. <laughs> if you're trying to figure it out, Mister Harley, this is your time to shine. Because Carolina's defense has struggled in ways that I think we're also going to be having defensive coordinator conversations in the postseason for the Tar Heels. Right. And I look at what what Miami can do offensively. Again, it's tough when you've got a, a backup quarterback in there. When all the stuff that you implemented for this team in the summer, you kind of have to throw it out the window 
a little yeah. bit with with a new quarterback in there. So Van Dyke, I mean, listen, you can complain all you want about the UNC defense. Virginia's defense is not good. It might be the worst <laughs> in the ACC right now. And to not go out there and not do anything that special against Virginia, who, I mean, their defense that it feels like left and right has given up 40, 50 points week after week. That is, that to me isn't as encouraging. Now, he's got a few more snaps under his belt. He's got a few more practice reps. Maybe he can be the real deal. But right now, I mean, he's going to have it cut out for him in this game yeah. because Miami's defense hasn't done much of anything this year either. And if Sam Howell can put on a display and Van Dyke goes out there every single drive with some pressure on his shoulders, I'm wondering if the young man's going to crack a little bit. Well, I'm hoping that Sam Howell has a day, but I mean, damn it. If Josh Downs goes down, what is your offense? Please let me right. know. Cause Tyler, Ty Chandler is not the answer. Emory Simmons is off and on, right? There are other guys who barely can stay healthy. Joffrey Brown, right? You can see a 75 yard touchdown one minute. You can see him not on the field the next. So I just want to know like, what's the consistency there for Sam's sake? Is he going to be run over you know, the entire game, is he going to be sacked like five sacks in the Duke law or the Duke win, right? He had several sacks in the Florida state loss. It's just, I'm praying for his safety. Cause at some point you can just see the frustration. It's going to keep building. What is that offensive line play going to be? Good Lord. Are we going to switch centers three times in one game? Like that's just to me unacceptable. So they got to figure that out. I think it's going to be an all over the place game. I'm happy to be there of course. Cause I'm like, okay, circle on the calendar. There's one game that I want to just go to as a fan and enjoy. <laughs> And of course, I'm thinking that it's going to be a really like wild, whatever. It's not going to be that. And yet, and still, I'm going to go enjoy myself, figure it out. But the same way Carolina's defense made Jordan Travis look like a Heisman candidate is the same way I feel like Tyler Van Dyke might have a day. So I have no faith. I'm basically telling you, Tyler. I just, I can't have faith. You're rolling them out already. I'm out. I'm out. I don't think they're going to win, and that's okay. I've, I've made peace. But I told AJ on Wednesday's show, like, at some point, you just have to stop putting emotions behind this team because you're going to get upset. And he was all in on them. And I was like, ah, don't be – don't run. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going you're gonna to get upset. I can guarantee <laughs> this team is going to piss you off because they don't know how to be consistent. And Mac Brown's going to blame you. So there's that. Yeah. But <laughs> to round out the show, I would love to know your favorite game of the weekend. Who are you most excited to see this team or, or this game or otherwise going into Saturday, Friday and Saturday? I'm I'm really intrigued by the NC State and Boston College game and as well as the, the Clemson Syracuse game. I don't think there's anything that really sticks out as above and beyond for these teams. I just think there's a couple of really solid games across the board. NC State and BC is going to be one that may be a little ugly. I think Syracuse and Clemson could be a little ugly too, but they're premier programs, and, and I'm looking at – I mean, this could be a, a game-changing week in the yeah. ACC as well. I mean, you look at NC State, that's a team that, okay, you win this game, you're feeling really good, really good about yourself. And then you've got Clemson, who – is this the one where you get the train back on the tracks against yeah. Syracuse? Because – if Clemson starts to figure things out offensively, they all of a sudden vault back into it, it's Clemson versus the field. Because yeah. if they figure out the offense, it's not even close. The defense is so good that it's kept them in all these games. I mean, you look at it, they haven't allowed more than two touchdowns in regulation against a single team this season. And that includes Georgia, who's the number one team in the country right now. And they only allowed three offensive points in that yeah. game. 
So yeah, I agree. I think you're absolutely going to always have to play your best ball against Clemson, especially defensively. They're holding, I mean, they've been beat up left, left, right and center. So I think that, and they still are able to like stay in game. So I think it's wide open for the Atlantic. Same way I feel about the coastal though. Right. I think if, Virginia happens to drop one against Duke. You know, you're having a different conversation. Or is Virginia going to roll? Is Pitt going to go ahead and take care of business against Virginia Tech? Or could Virginia Tech figure it out? Is Carolina going to win the game, give themselves a fighting chance? So many different factors going into this weekend. People are going, who is going to step up and like kind of keep that ball rolling? But none of that matters because, you know, we're talking about, I want to talk about this Wake team who is still undefeated. Do you feel like they're going to, they have a, a very hard schedule, and mm-hmm. yet I see them. I see them doing well, but they are going to drop one. But when you talk about NC State, as you had mentioned, to bring it back there, that game on November 13th to me is going to be the deciding factor for the Atlantic, in my opinion. I'm with you. I mean, yeah. it's it's odd because Wake still has that looming UNC non-conference game, which I think is good for them because I think UNC actually poses a really bad matchup for them. Mm-hmm. And that one's not going to go against the ledger of maybe turning you into the ACC Atlantic champ. It's right. just a good test. Right. And I think that is a really, really good thing for this Wake team where you get that sort of in-conference slate test against a, a conference opponent who you do have some some familiarity with as well. So I, I, I think that with this Wake team, I'm just afraid about the defense, that at mm-hmm. some point the defense is going to hold mm-hmm. them back to the point where they can't rebound in a game. And let's say, like, every once in a while you see a really good offense go on the road and struggle. They don't have the luxury of doing that yeah. because the defense is not good enough to be the backbone. That's that's a hundred hundred percent true. I love I can say it and mean it with conviction. Tyler, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Yeah, you can check us out locked on Syracuse every single day, Monday through Friday at LO underscore Syracuse on Twitter. And you can find myself at Tyler AKI underscore. All right, we've got Freestyle Friday coming up tomorrow. Drizzy Drake in the building. We will make sure that that is a good one as we continue this week seven preview and we'll get you ready betting wise so you'll know where to place your money then. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day and until next time.